welcome to Big Nerdy Questions, where tonight we feel rather powerful, but we're not sure if that power is a good thing or a bad thing. You see, in Spider-Man we learn that with great power comes great responsibility, but what if great power came with great drawbacks? Well, that's the question that we ask ourselves tonight, where we look at what powers may become completely negated by strange yet appropriate drawbacks. Joining us on tonight's panel, we have Colleen. Hello. We have JP. Good evening. And we have the man who came up with this idea, your friend and ours, he's Matt. I'm fitting to just completely wreck some powers tonight. But before we wreck some powers, let's wreck your wallets with a sponsor. Matt, who's our sponsor tonight? Well, Josh, tonight's episode is brought to us by Gravity. Gravity, keeping you grounded. Wow. And Gravity's new album drops tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god, how many seconds are we into the episode? (laughs) (laughs) It's starting early. See, my power is punning, but it's a a self-drawback. I mean, the power is the drawback, so I I got nothing there. Uh, Mine is sarcasm. (laughs) We know. JP, before we get into the uh, insanity that this episode so willfully promises, you have a big nerdy yeah, recommendation for us. Yeah, anything from Matt's mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a Brandon Bragg episode in TNG. It's going to be twisted as F. Uh, uh, but JP, you have a recommendation for us, don't you? Yes, I do. Oh, um. <clears throat> you can tell us how to do it. can give it to <laughs> I do, but I'm not telling you. It's a secret. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so someone poked their head in the door for a moment there. I apologize. All right. Um... Damn it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, gadget head. Um, <laughs> also, Our go right All right. So um, anyway, <clears throat> let's try that again. Yes, I do, Josh. Uh, for this <laughs> ironic episode of uh, looking into the drawbacks of superpowers, I'm going to uh, share one of my favorite ironic superhero games of all time, and that is a game I purchased several years ago on the Xbox 360 arcade store called uh, Comic Jumper, The Adventures of Captain Smiley. This is, hands down, one of the funniest video games I've ever made. It is made by Twisted Pixel Games, um, who more famously made Splosion Man. And uh, it, it, is, it, it stars Captain Smiley in his own comic, and his sidekick is a talking star on his chest that it serves absolutely no functional purpose whatsoever. And on top of that, he's actually kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> Wait, wait, Captain Smiley or the star? (laughs) The star. (laughs) Captain Smiley is is that lovable loser superhero that you just, he can't catch a break, but you want to love him anyway. Kind of like, kind of like Gil from The Simpsons to keep visiting him this season. (laughs) But but the the synopsis of the story is he's, he is uh, a superhero that, whose comic book franchise is failing. Um, the first level you play the the last issue of his current comic book because it sucks. And so what his publicist suggests that he do for a while in order to, uh, to, to 
to save his image and to possibly regrow into something new and better is he guest stars on other comic books and there is a manga one as well. Um, and he is the worst fit on all of these comic books that he goes and guest stars in for a few issues. <laughs> and, and I just, it's, it's just such a funny game. Um, there's one, there's there's one where he goes into a uh, a a a comic book from like the the 1950s era that has like all these strong morals and and and, and values they want to teach the children, but then like they completely disregard things like women's rights and cultural sensitivity throughout the entire comic book. Um, so I, That's I the golden age for you. Yeah, that is the golden age for you. So I, I highly recommend it is um it is now finally on Xbox One compatibility. Unfortunately, it never made it to PlayStation Store. Uh, but if you have an Xbox One or or an Xbox 360 still sitting around, I recommend it. It's not very expensive and it is a very fun game to play. The 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 2D side scrolling platforming and shooting is fairly simple, good play control. And like I said, the story is just amazing. So <laughs> I highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, it is Cap uh, is a comic jumper, the adventures of Captain Smiley. And we're waiting for the sequel, uh, Mr. Frowny's Sad Times. <laughs> now, was that an intentional Steven Universe reference right there? That was not, but I'll take it. Mr. Smiley and Mr. Frowning are both actually characters in Steven Universe, which I believe has been recommended on a previous episode. Yes, um, by oh. Rachel, I believe. Well, she's mentioned it before. It hasn't been an official nerdy recommendation yet, but we all recommend it heartily. Yeah. It's a great show, and the more you try to explain it, the crazier it sounds, but just watch it. So just I'm, like I'm our sorry. episode tonight. No wonder you recommend I'm, I'm sorry. Blame Rachel. She showed it to me. Sorry, one thing that I failed to mention that you might be able to cut in, I don't know, but uh, Captain Smiley is the star of a failing comic book. He is actually a giant smiley emoticon head on a physically buff body. So it's, <laughs> That's amazing. I want to play that now. Yeah. I really have Xbox oh, one. my God. When, when, when I played it on Xbox, I actually unlocked an avatar award that is Captain Smiley's head, and I still have that thing on as my avatar on Xbox. So would his drawback be um, plaque buildup? <laughs> his drawback is that he's lame. <laughs> According to Matt, that's Superman's drawback as well. <laughs> no, super draw, Superman's drawback is that he is the worst comic character ever conceived. Okay, um, and I believe we have Ed on the line. Ed, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not, not his super dress-weaving power, which, yes, actually appears in an issue. So we might as well segue into our discussion proper, and we'll use Superman as our... Example for this first round, we're going to have a couple of rounds. I would just, I just want to say really quickly that Dressweek is a highly valued skill. You take that all the way to the top. He could, uh, you know, he he. Well, Superman is part of our societal fabric. In our first round, we're going to look at established characters and powers and what drawbacks that they um, might have. So let's look at Superman for example. And, uh, and Colleen, I believe that you have a drawback relating to his x-ray vision. Yeah. Every time he uses it, all the cat. 
So, so, so here he goes. We'll just be followed by like a horde of cats. So Clark Kent is that cat lady of Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. I can I can see lady. that. Clark Kent. <laughs> Cat lady extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to hear Ed's thoughts on this. That needs to, that, that 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 merits a spin-off comment. DC, you better be listening. You've been going so dark lately. Give us this one. Just give us this one. He's got a, a ball of string hanging off of his hand that he flies around with. Well, I think particularly his X-ray vision may cause damage as in the Fallout universe because he may irradiate people that he's looking at or objects that he's staring at. That's true. He would bring down a lot of planes. Yeah. I mean, if you can't use your cell phone on board a plane, you can't use Superman either. You, you know it was probably <laughs> super horrible for him, though? It is, you know, these, power, these, these powers manifested uh, at some point in his youth. The, the period of time before he figured out how to turn it off. Yeah, the, the age-old problem that we, we, we discussed with Rogue as well from the X-Men. The first person she ever touched when she had the power, I feel sorry for him or her or it. Uh, oh my god! It was what, does it happen with and only, she put him in a coma. It happened with, like, what if she picked up a little tiny kitten and she killed it? Oh. Her, uh, her first kiss put her first boyfriend in a coma. Uh, oh. damn. He that is how she that. found out about her powers. Well, you don't need to talk after that. That'll scare you straight. <laughs> yeah, but when, when he wakes up, there might what? still be a chance for a second date. <laughs> Well, according to X-Men the Animated Series, as our uh, our prior special guests may direct us towards, he did come out of it and did try to get back with her, but it was a plot point with an ulterior motive. There always is. Guys there are always right. is. <laughs> I believe that is the one constant theme throughout all of this that we talk about in most works. Uh. <laughs> I only want one thing from a girl. <laughs> Let's see. I want her caringness to make my life worth living. Wait, that's just me. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no one's believing that one. A worthy opponent want... for ping pong? Yes, yes. Because she'd I'm have a, to I'm be like stay out of this one. Since you're staying out of this one, uh, JP, what is your first hero and drawback? Well, um, on the note of Superman, actually, the one thing I wanted to say about him was that while in most cases having that impenetrable exterior where bullets just bounce off of you is great, but there might be some times when that is also a drawback. Like, for example, what happens um, when Superman reaches his later years in life and starts needing flu shots every year? So Superman is an anti-vaxxer. That's... uh... (laughs) That's actually something that they dealt with in the Netflix Luke Cage series, because his power is that his skin is impenetrable, and the yeah. way they circumvented it was that he had the only way he could get uh, injections was through his eyes. Oh, oh my god! Oh my oh god! I did not god. need to know that. Ah, oh, wait a minute! But in the first, but in the first Superman movie, it's like it's shot in the in the eye, <laughs> and it bounces and right back. Yeah. yeah. So and then, does, and then, so how does a bullet not get the needle done? Well, I guess DC. Well, no, Luke Cage is Superman and Luke Cage aren't both Kryptonian. Luke Cage is no, human. Luke Cage is Marvel. Oh, Luke Cage is Marvel. Well, that's right. I'm thinking of um the Sh- the Shaq character that you did last time. Steel. Yes. Yeah, oh my God, Steel. Yes, yeah, uh, St- Steel was was meant to be a uh, 
quote-unquote urbanification of Superman. I don't even know what that means. That's okay. That's okay. So Luke Cage is Marvel. So in Marvel, you can pierce the eye, but in DC, you can't. You gotta love the inconsistencies. But yes, I agree with you. That is actually a problem. That's a problem for Superman, because... I would imagine that certain things could still ravage him, a virus or a bacteria. Why not? True. (laughs) He also couldn't take designer heroin. No, and and that's a pretty big drawback, too, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I have a a quick question, because he's able to do, he's like, Superman has got little laser eyes and stuff. Does that mean, like, Superman himself is actually, like, nuclear? That's a great question. I, I don't know. He's he's a walking nuclear rod. Got like this radiation going off. Everyone who walks around, he's slowly like. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, I'll I'll ask one of the more knowledgeable comic book readers here. Uh, has have they ever gone so far as determine as to determine whether or not Superman is actually technically a carbon-based life form? Maybe he could be a different based life form, like. Yes, and I believe that they've explained that the source of his power, at least in one of the canons, is the the sun. Uh, is the source of his power, so... Earth's yellow that sun. that be nuclear? Yes, it would, because it's basically... Basically, it was a way of saying he's photosynthesizing his powers, even though it's not explained that way. He's not a plant, he's a plant. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, man, you beat me to it, Colleen. Literally, the entire explanation was, his powers come from Earth's yellow sun, and that's the whole explanation. It ha- But it has to be a yellow sun. He, could- he wouldn't have powers... If we had a blue dwarf, of course. Then they have then they have him flying around all willy nilly everywhere else and still has power. So it's like, what the hell, guys? Yellow is the source of power, but in Green Lantern, which is also a DC property, yellow is the source of fear and is the color you want to avoid. So your guess is as good as mine. What the hell's going on? I uh, actually just thought of another drawback. It's super really, it's fan. just a primary color issue. Well, if Superman's power comes to our yellow sun, then I do would want to live someplace where you get a lot of sun, like uh, Hawaii, right? And not in a in anywhere you don't have a lot of sun, like uh, <laughs> sorry, that was rainy, or or, or, like or Metropolis. Or, exactly. You know what? You would think he would be or, screwed every time he goes to Gotham. You think his house should be a greenhouse uh, or something akin to that? But that does put into question. There is a whole separate series in DC called the Red Sun where Superman crash lands in the Soviet Union, you got to imagine that Siberian Russia does not have enough sunlight, all things considered. So you got to imagine that version of Supes wouldn't have the same abilities. But, you know, the Soviet ingenuity, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll just cut a hole in the plot like they do with everything else in DC. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, Superman's basically the walking Chernobyl, right? So speaking of things that are geographically... Uh, drawbacks, the drawbacks are ge- geographic in nature... I'd like to introduce one of our uh, X-Men and talk about Iceman, because I'm wondering if Iceman would be effective if, say, for example, he was fighting a villain in the middle of the Sahara Desert, because wouldn't anything he generate melt almost instantaneously? Uh, So uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think he could be effective in an incredibly hot climate? I think this gives me an opportunity to talk about my favorite Food Network show that's no longer on the air called Good Eats. Oh my God! And you made fun of super. Did this to yourself. All right, you you're the expert on ice. Let's hear it. They actually did an experiment to figure out what circumstances melt ice the fastest. Is it 
high heat, low heat, room temperature, or cold. And they actually found that submerging ice in cold water melts it faster than a 350-degree oven. Well, that makes sense. The molecules are trying to... Because, yeah, because the, the, change, the, the change in molecular speed is so much closer yeah. that it's able to transition faster. So yeah. actually, it would probably last longer in a Saharan or sub-Saharan area than it would, say, in a place where it's 40 degrees. It sounds completely counterintuitive. No, it makes total sense. If you it does make sense. And I, I think I can actually do you guys one better. Not only would it last longer in the desert, uh, assuming, first off, that Ice Man can even be in the desert, but all of his ice things, yeah, yeah, all, all of his ice things that he that he creates or shoots or throws or whatever he chooses to do with them, um, at, with it being that temperature outside, they also can potentially shatter and shard and fly in, like, seven different directions, creating total chaos. So he could actually be a pretty effective weapon out in the desert. Or, or if it didn't happen to, to like, and pray. well, it's like I was saying, like if I actually enjoy that, like if he's like throwing his little ice things at you, if it happened to like like melt enough, not to evaporate, but to like turn into water, he'd be like, oh, thank you, I feel cooler now. I feel so much. <laughs> he's a walking oasis. That too. Like, it's, that was very. That was very refreshing. It's a shampoo commercial waiting to happen. Oh, man, come on. Come on. You remember the shampoo commercials in the 90s where it's like the people in the desert, it's like in the middle of the desert for no reason, they get to the oasis and they're like, I'm going to wash my hair. And it's like, really? You've been walking through a desert? I'm, 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 I, I think, I, I'm pretty sure it was herbal essences. I'm pretty sure. He's like the human mister out there. You're like, oh, I know. <laughs> That you you can rent him at Disney World to walk beside you to constantly mist. <laughs> yeah, but it's so hot to burn Well, that's the last time I try to actually be insightful on this show. <laughs> that's what you get. You're right, though. It would shard it, and it would be catastrophic, but you raised a bigger question. Could Iceman even be Iceman in the desert? Like, yes, once the Iceman's generated, once the ice is generated, then yes, it would last longer, but would he be even able to generate anything? Like, uh, Matt, you're our Marvel expert. How does Iceman's power work? Does he take particles from the, from the air and make them into water and then into ice? Or is it literally an extension of himself like Mr. Fantastic? I honestly don't know that they ever... I believe the way he does it is he actually manipulates ambient water vapor. Yeah, I would say that makes more sense, because so, there should be moisture in the air. So if the humidity is low enough, he actually would be effectively powerless. So as he would be powerless in the desert, but if he ha if he was in an area that had enough vapor in the desert, it would be more effective. So it really depends on pockets to pocket. Yeah, it, like if Absolutely. he's like right over near an oasis in the Sahara, and it's 130 out, you're about to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless it suddenly rains. I mean, the desert does get rain. Just yes. And, and, and Josh Josh has the, the best one of them all, just saying it just depends pocket to pocket, luck of the draw, because air just comes and goes freely everywhere in the world. Um, Honestly, I think the yeah. place that would be worse for him would be Antarctica, because the humidity is so freaking low. Technically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of ice already there. But there's no vapor in the air for him to manipulate to create. As a, as a quick aside, are Iceman and Elsa mirror images of the same character? Let it go, I don't Josh. Want to think about that. Let it go. 
Let it go. Well done, JP. Uh, Matt, who do you want to introduce as a drawback character? You know, I think I'm going to big shot keep it in Marvel. <laughs> I'm even going to keep it in the X-Men. Because I want to talk about one of possibly the most popular X-Men, the Wolverine. And not not just the, the healing factor and the claws, but specifically the artificial adamantium skeleton he was given, because we are discussing the character as a whole, correct? Yes, in this part mm-hmm. we are, yes. Okay, so the adamantium skeleton, can you imagine air travel? <laughs> <laughs> the TSA is going to have a flipping field day with this guy. He goes to well, that Melzinger, he's going to go, that wand is going to explode in that well, person's hand. Well, see, that's why they put him through the body scanner. There's going to be even more questions. They're going to be like, hey, drop the weapons. And he's going to be like, I can't. Yeah. That's literally part of my skeleton. Again, that's why they have their little X, you know, and yeah. bypass, you know. Yeah, okay. What about international travel? <laughs> they don't really seem to care about that, do they? Do they? I mean, in the in the comics and in these people just hop from one country to another, and they just don't really seem to worry about things like, you know, passports and restricted airspace. It's just not really a problem. Well, well you know, are, are you really going to question an SR-71 spy plane? <laughs> Yeah, and I think what if I had something like that in my airspace, I'd be thinking fighter jets after that thing. Too. <laughs> Damn. There are no known fighter jets to, to reach the altitude like of an SR seventy one. Those things cruise at seventy thousand feet. My point is like if they were if they were aware of it, if the military whoever was aware of it, they would be like, uh, oh hell no, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't think. So. The adamantium skeleton to another place, the medical place. As soon as you mentioned the skeleton, I thought of not air travel, but what if you needed an MRI? Oh, God. oh. I mean, it's 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 not going to be a good time for Logan. I think he, he would he discover would... a new definition of pain. But man, oh 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 oh, just interesting fan theory. Yes, it is Magneto Wolverine after an MRI. Whoa! <laughs> 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 hey, that wait a minute, is adamantium is that is it is it magnetized? Cause I cause I could I could I take magnets like my greater magnets and stick them on Wolverine? Uh, they did establish that it's that it's magnetized because it's, it's actually kind of a running thing in the comics is that he's such he has such great powers and his skeleton is covered in metal so Magneto can just bounce him around like a puppet at will. So he he basically can't even be present for fights against Magneto because he'll just he will literally be picked up and thrown by Magneto. Now talk about a character who'd be ineffective in a desert setting, Magneto. <laughs> I, I mean, unless you got a shovel that can dig down to the metals in the under in the underlayer, you're screwed. Yeah, he's just a guy <coughs> in a silly helmet and a cape, just kind of standing there looking, you know, ominous. I guess. So he's everybody know. in line at Comic Con. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there trying. goes our fan base. I've done it too. I've done it too. Although I was wearing Vulcan ears, not a helmet. In fairness to our Ian McKellen portrayed friend, uh, in the comics they did establish that at one point his powers became so advanced that he could actually manipulate small enough amounts like the iron in the blood. Now, while this is not scientifically the best because the iron in the but it's magnetized due to being already bonded to hemoglobin. Yeah. Blah, 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 science. So, so basically, 
blah, 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 plot device, Magneto's back. <laughs> Colleen and JP, do you either of you have one more, another character you want to introduce, or do you want to go on to our next part? Um, I was just going to briefly mention the drawback for any character that can fly, because flying might sound like a really cool idea, because, like, ooh, I'm in the air, and this is awesome. Um, but how the hell would you get back home? How would you navigate? Because everything looks different from really high above. You'd just be like, oh, is that my street? Oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> look, just bring up Google Maps on your phone. Go to satellite view. There you go. <laughs> Assuming you're not flying so high that you can't communicate with cell phone towers anymore. <laughs> you might right. run into I, one. You might run into one. Jeez, I mean, with, yeah. with human reaction times, if you can fly, there's no way. There's no way you could see a bird yeah. in time. Yeah. Oh my! Oh yeah. Bird ain't gonna see you either. Yeah, you guys are just collide. Superman for a minute because we've seen in several incarnations that he can fly in space with no re- repercussion. That's because it's space. <laughs> That's because he's Superman. He's a terrible, terrible character. Let's assume for a minute that Superman or any other character who can fly in space gets off course and flies outside of a galaxy. There is no chance in hell that they're going to find their way back. Well, you're going to say we're inside a galaxy. I mean, I mean, it's, it's space, right? Like, it's not like you just you just leapfrog from planet to planet. Oh, yeah, Mars is that way. What the hell? No, it's... <laughs> Mars is that way. Yeah, but it's moving. Right, And it's exactly. moving kind of fast. I mean, he'll go so crazy he thinks he'll be able to tighten Orion's belt. It's like they said in Star Trek, I mean, you know, like, oh, remember, space itself is also moving. It's like, it's just weird, man. It's like flying in water, except it's space. You have absolutely no sense of direction whatsoever. So for that matter, it's actually incredible that they made it back from visiting the remnants of his planet. Exactly. So speaking of remnants, we have one last character in this part, and JP, the floor is yours. All right, um, I want to talk about, <laughs> in the spirit of keeping the train wrecks going, I want to talk about a, a superhero who is pretty much himself a walking drawback. Uh, let's talk about the Incredible Hulk for a moment. Okay? <laughs> well, there, there are many easy things. First off, any, any power where you go through such a great, great transformation and you can't control when it happens or what you do during that, okay, obviously that's a drawback in itself. But so puberty? Other, other, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it's a really good thing that uh, Bruce Burn. didn't get his powers while he was a teen. The Incredible Sulk. Other things, other things I'd like to consider. Um, the Incredible Hulk. What in the world is that guy's clothing budget? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, could could he could could he even function as a human being? Could he hold a job? You know, he's wor- he's working at, at, at a store, and, and a customer gets nasty with him. What, what's the first thing you think that happens? <laughs> he's on, he, smash uh, GPS report. It'd be like the United Fiasco every day. What if you worked at Smashburger? You have to work at Smashburger, right? I mean, that's the obvious place. Oh, Smashburger. <laughs> Although Bruce Banner is a scientist, so if he turns into Hulk... He could potentially be crushing some very volatile chemicals. Oh my chemicals. god! There's there's also yeah. one more one more unfortunate scenario with, with Hulk. It's like what what would Bruce Banner's dating life be like? You know, there, he's out on the first <laughs> date with the woman he's been trying to like to, to really to really 
you know, get to like him, and the date's going great. And then he sees, like, they're at the restaurant, and he sees the table next to him just being total jerks to this to that poor server who's trying to serve them. And he just can't control it. All of a sudden, he gets really angry and just destroys the place. Well, the, the, the worst part is, uh, in the MCU, in, in the cinematic universe, it's not triggered by his emotion. It's triggered by his heart rate breaking 180. So it now reimagined the end of that date. Yeah. <laughs> No! Oh, I just did. I just did. I mean, unless well she's played, into sir. that. Basically, what we're saying here is Bruce Banner has no shot at any sort of normal human life. In any aspect. Really? Does does anybody really ever have a shot at a I, I know I don't. No, I mean, none of us do. If you're listening to B&Q, probably not, but that's why we love you. Especially not Bruce Banner. No way. Let alone the fact that everyone would try to make him sing It's Not Easy Being Green. Yes. <laughs> you leave that to Kermit. That's you know Kermit's song, man. And next time we'll talk about drawbacks of being a Muppet. But no, uh... A number one of which is a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, number two being your your voice doesn't sound quite the same anymore. And number three, someone's hand is always up your ass. <laughs> I was going to try to find a way to word that more delicately, but okay. <laughs> Moving on. We're such a bad influence. <laughs> Let's go on to our next part where we're going to talk about more things in general. And Matt, I believe you have a good if this, then this statement to kick us off. Yes. So, I, uh, I loved, absolutely adored our, uh, our rapid fire, uh, is this person worthy of Mjolnir? And it got me to thinking, how can we really just break a superpower? So the question is, if superpower, then drawback that makes it suck. Well, here's an easy one. Any any power that involves having to hold on to an object in order to have that, that power, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, uh, so you have an object. Oh, I got it. You have an object that gives you all the power in the world, but holding that object is akin to having a poison ivy rash. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's especially bad for me, considering I have a severe allergy. So, so it'd be like, ouch, ouch! No, I need this, ouch! No, for, for, for oh me, it would God. be like, oh, hey, I can't see. Oh, hey, I can't breathe. I'd be like, so Matt, Matt is, like, allergic to his superpower. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I would literally be allergic to my own power. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, so let me let me see if I'm getting this right. Just as an example, just as an example. Okay, what 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 about um, y- you can you can have Iron Man's suit, but you're claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can work with this. Let's do it. <laughs> you have Superman's ability to the sun's rays to power your, any power you want, but you sunburn in 0.5 milliseconds. Oh. What uh, if you, and this could, this could be like any superpower. You've got a superpower and it's like totally awesome and you love it, but you have short-term memory loss, so you keep forgetting that you have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my favorite one that we've discussed in the past was actually, I believe it was the one that uh, Josh, you and I spoke about when we were still working together that inspired this episode. And that was, uh, you have the power to fly, but at the same time that the power manifests, 
you develop crippling acrophobia. That 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 was the one that inspired this episode, so I had to say it. And as Colleen established, you would be lost and afraid. <laughs> uh, lost and afraid, coming to Discovery Channel this fall. All <laughs> right. Lost and yeah. lost and afraid. The story of the typical Discovery Channel viewer. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or get or on this channel and to... where's the remote? <laughs> yeah, or when and when they decide that the ratings are high and then the second season will be naked, lost and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> the crossover nobody wanted. No. <laughs> I have one. What if uh, you were uh, the minute where you are only invincible for one? <laughs> Which is not to be confused with Minute Man. <laughs> okay, wow. I've got a drawback for this one. Uh, that's not the only category where you're a Minute Man. Oh. <laughs> well, let's just say that wouldn't be You set be yourself up for that. That wouldn't be considered as... That would be considered normal. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, then, uh, I, I have one. Have the superpower... To where uh, you can arrive 30 seconds before a disaster to try to prevent it, but you can't tell time. <laughs> yeah, like, like you have to use one of those analog clocks and like you don't know how to read it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I've got 15 of what you call seconds. Okay. Or, or kind of similar to that is like you can travel through time, but you can only travel either... Um, uh, like back to a certain date or only like back so much in time? Like what if you could only go back like one second and what's the... Okay, you can travel through time, but you're not anchored to that location. <laughs> you're not anchored to that location on the planet. You're anchored to that location in the universe. Oh my God. That, you're that so would, screwed. The planet moves. Badly. That would end very badly. <laughs> Planets move and spin, and space is constantly expanding, and you're dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Or how about no. this one? What if, like, okay, because we've all had that, like, where you're like, man, I just don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. So what if you had the ability to conjure food, but it was only food that you hate? <laughs> <laughs> I am liver man. <laughs> so what's power? I can summon liver and onions at will. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, lucky. I only got kale. <laughs> oh man okay so so how about um you your, your superpower is you can manipulate people as long as you're touching them similar to Jean Grey from X-Men uh, but you're a germaphobe <laughs> how even tell is that you <laughs> <laughs> okay I think I've got one um, okay. you have super speed you do not have super stopping. <laughs> Ludicrous speed! Go! <laughs> Thanks, Bon Plaid! We should be safe for a while. Stop! It's too dangerous! <laughs> we have to That's, slow down first! Why, why, why every uh, 2D side-scrolling platforming game always has an ice level. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of platforming animals that give me the idea, you can take on... The ability of any animal by thinking of it. But when you do so, you also take on that animal's IQ. <laughs> oh, well, I, mean, I guess I time, but <laughs> or or worse, or worse, you take on the previous animal's IQ. So the first time you do it, you can be a super intelligent fox, 
But then by the time you're changing back to a human to go back to work the next day, you're, you you have the brain of a lemming. Well, I feel like that is my brain on Monday mornings anyway. <laughs> if you have a lemming brain and you're a CPA, you can jump off the fiscal cliff. Uh, uh, in, in, uh, in contrast, if you have a lemming brain and you're in upper management, you're golden. Just no, like that's a requirement. You actually this, have a literal golden parachute. Yes. Oh my goodness. I saw this one online and I thought it was really funny, so I wanted to share it. I don't know who added it to this list, but it's on pointlesssuperpowers.com and it's called The Power to Believe, Not Butter. <laughs> <laughs> that would cause riots in the streets. <laughs> okay. You have sonic powers. Like the you know the characters who can like scream and control vibrations and stuff. Okay. But it always sounds like Jar Jar Banks. Me <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you would die very fast. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Mm. Who's going I next? I, 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 th- I think I'm out of them. I, I had I had a few there. I think we're good. What I'm going to do now is, I think we're at the part, last part that Matt requested, so he can, you can blame him for the three of you for this part. I'm going to give each of you, I'm going to give each of you a superpower, and you tell me the drawback that would negate it. Uh, JP, since you are a trained meteorologist, what is the drawback of being able to affect the weather? Not knowing how to predict it. No, um... <laughs> What would negate being able to affect the weather? I'll make it more specific. Okay. You have the ability to manipulate the humidity around you. You can only increase it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is your hair always so frizzy? No reason. Yeah, no idea. Captain Sauna, is that you? (laughs) He's a big hit in Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Colleen, your superhero can um, create any computer program in the blink of an eye. But it can only operate on Windows Vista. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> that's, just, that's just cold. <laughs> that's all right, hateful. And Matt, your superhero is a universal translator of all... Of all human language? Yes. But you're deaf. Oh, you said negating one for this. Yeah, that's that's the negating. That that. Wow. You can, you can still do written, but you can. Uh, you're uh, you're 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 not working for an ambassador anytime soon. When 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 you said that, Josh, I, I actually thought uh, a really good one would be, but you only know swear words. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's better. That's way better. <laughs> World peace, my ass. Yeah, I had a, I had a professor in college that everybody should know how to like, know how to beg and swear and everything. That's useful advice. It is beg and swear and everything. <laughs> there you go. You did not specify. <laughs> I just clarified. So there you go. On the subject of universal translating, and it's, it's a community-driven project, and, and they're, they're working feverishly on it, but Duolingo is trying to get people to help create a Klingon course on Duolingo. <laughs> Josh is like, yes, I know, I'm helping them. <laughs> no, he's probably the instructor. No, I just thought of an interesting one. 
You know all human knowledge, but you can only speak in cryptic haiku. Oh, so in other words, you're Yoda? (laughs) Or that one weird guy from Dude, Where's My Car? Exactly. We'll do one more round of this, and then we'll call it a night, because it's pretty fun. Yeah, I love this. Keep going. Uh, So, uh, Colleen, your superhero can lift things that are up to 1,000 times his weight. They can lift... Say that again, sorry. He can lift anything that is up to 1,000 times his own weight. But his insides are made entirely of helium. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I completely, yeah. completely botched that off, off my No, phone, that, that's perfect. That's well done, JP. Uh, so let me give you another one, Colleen. Uh, your superhero has the ability to know uh, when a dangerous situation is about to happen. Yeah, but he doesn't care. <laughs> I am Apathy Man! <laughs> See, I think I would have gone with he knows when, but not where. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm picturing uh, Colleen's Apathy Man. Like, he's a French guy wearing a beret yeah. with a pencil mustache. Uh, what is this? Uh, you're going to be hit by an automobile in 30 seconds. Uh, I-, I cannot bother myself stopping with the cafe and the baguette to, how do you say, uh, rescue you. Um, uh, you you should just step out of the way uh, before something bad happens, no? Yeah, he just doesn't care. I just picture a dude, like, boxers laying on a couch <laughs> surrounded by beer and Cheetos. That's all I got. Smoking a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> he just does not care. <laughs> and, Matt, your superhero has the ability to create money that no one will know is counterfeit. Okay. <laughs> He's like, where's the drawback? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have one for this. He can only make Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> Dude will crush you in Monopoly <laughs> and worthless for everything else. Oh, man. That's, that's actually pretty close to what I was thinking as my knee jerk when, when Josh said that. I was going to say, but he can, but he cannot make money that is based off of the country that he's currently in. Yeah. I was going to say, but his name is Alan Greenspan, and because of his fear of inflation, he never does it. Ooh. <laughs> so, or does he? <laughs> oh. Mr. Inflation Man! Yes, I was born in the Weimar Republic. He can only make defunct currencies. <laughs> <laughs> he can make Confederate dollars, Deutschmarks, uh, Zimbabwe Frank. dollars, Zimbabwe dollars. Let's not forget about that. By the he time can that... only make Turkish lira. <laughs> do you have any idea how worthless? And the lira why not? Was? I'll do one more for JP. Uh, your superhero can Wang Chung to. <laughs> but he has absolutely no desire to have fun. <laughs> oh, I have another one too. But only he, not everyone, only he can Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I actually have. I actually have another one. Uh, he he can, he can Wang Chung tonight, but he is incapable of taking his baby by the hand. <laughs> I swear, if you go through the entire song, I'm going to hurt you the next time. <laughs> I, actually, actually I've, I've now bridged into a second song. Yes, he has. Yeah. <laughs> you better not get an album out of this. 
<laughs> well, they can Wang Chun, but they're never going to give you up. They're never going to let leave you behind. They're never going to desert you. <laughs> now we've yeah, risen to a completely... <laughs> It's like I can almost visualize like Matt's arms reaching across the internet to strangle Josh right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take the element of surprise from me. Why don't you? Surprise! <laughs> this episode has been one giant rickroll. And, and yet, and yet somehow, somehow, once again, Josh. You have found a way to SpongeBob me. <laughs> no, I Wang Chunged you, sir. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it from now on. You just Wang Chunged me. I Wang Chunged you. Yeah, until he does it really hard with something else and makes it somehow worse. Well, you've been Wang Chunged with Barney the Dinosaur with and with Thor's hammer. That that's out of context. That's probably illegal in forty states. <laughs> only 40 only, only for, I was thinking the same thing only 40 alright where are the other where are the other 10 states which well are they? Nevada's got some pretty lax laws about Wang Chunging yeah yeah and Arizona has no laws so <laughs> what's going on with those desert states y'all well Iceman tried to go there once and well poor Magneto <laughs> So this is a topic that lends itself to uh, listener suggestions. So if you've got a great if this, then that superhero and drawback, please tweet them to us at BNQ Podcast or email us at bnqfeedback at gmail.com. We will read them on the air if we find them funny. And please, I would love to answer your questions. I would love to negate your superpower that you want to send to me. So please hit me up at potatoes of shame. That is yes. Potatoes that should be ashamed of himself at potatoes of shame (laughs) on Twitter. I will negate any superpower you give me. Please try to break me. And Matt is on Twitter at Rev Ringo B and Q Matt on Twitter. Colleen is not on Twitter because uh, well, she's the only sane one of the four of us. But if you send us a power you want Colleen to debunk, we will get it to her through our email. So email us a power for Colleen and we will get it to her. Uh, yeah, I'm, you can usually just find me it's floating uh, around the internet. That's that's where I am. You're, on, you're aimlessly floating above Washington State because you don't know where to land. You can't find your location. Oh. So cloud cover, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, you can store things in the cloud, but it's literal. Yet another reason why we air episodes on hashtag throwback Thursday. (laughs) Hashtag Thursday. Well, we are the cumulonimbus in this house. I don't know. Yeah, because we're going to be seriously having fun. (laughs) Okay, please tell me that was a Harry Potter reference. No, no, no. It was a a mispronunciation. He should have said, we're going to be seriously having fun. Yes. Because he said Nimbus. I went to Nimbus 2000. He said serious. I I told you last night I got sucked into a Harry Potter fan fiction. So that's Harry Potter's on mine. (laughs) You have the power of magic, but it only affects Magic the Gathering. I would actually be okay with this. (laughs) Well, you're quite a card, man. But I'm not going to hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't hurt me. Hurt Jar Jar, please. As a matter of fact, I think I will. Because tonight, George R. decided to listen to our show again, despite our explicit requests that he not. And he decided he would try to fly like Superman by jumping from a tall building, only to have tonight's sponsor bring him back down to Earth. (laughs) 
at 9.6 meters per second per second. Gravity is a harsh Mr. Cindy. <laughs> Especially it, when you're a fleshy Gungan. Yeah, gravity might be a harsh mistress, but it will never let you go. <laughs> that one was for like you, that. Josh. That you one was know, for I, you, I've, Josh. I've heard gravity is a great uh, partner to have in a marriage. It's really down to earth. <laughs> no, well played. Well played. But gravity is not me. I mean, gravity is earth. So maybe not so great to have in a relationship. No, maybe not. But I, I do heard that gravity makes for a strong nuclear family. <laughs> There's been so many science puns tonight. I know. Obey gravity. It's the law. Bill, 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 Bill. Okay, I think we've already lost like half of our listeners. Congratulations. If you're still here, why? But thank you. Don't question it, boy. (laughs) Uh, Well, I should say, though, honestly, we've had a huge download spike as of late. Um, This past week, we're recording in the the end of April. Uh, We had, I believe, on April 19th, we had over 208 downloads in one day. Woo! Uh, so Slow down the internet. All right. So thank you so much, internet, uh, for letting us download. We also had our first download in the Netherlands. I'm not even going to try to thank you in Dutch because it would be patronizing, but we really appreciate Danke. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jar Jar is dead, but B&Q will live on, hoping we get some feedback from you guys. Thank you, Colleen. Welcome. Thank you, JP. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you, Matt. Death to all Gungans and tyrants. And I leave you with this note. Uh, because you want more, more people to listen to this insanity, please go on your podcast app of choice and uh, give us a rating and a review to help more people see it. Of course, the drawback for that is more people will listen to us and learn just how crazy we are. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to Big Nerdy Questions. This is Josh. We'll see you again next week. Good night.